Hello, hello, my beautiful souls. I hope you are doing well and that you had yourself an amazing, an amazing weekend since we chatted last a week ago. So today we're going to talk about knowing your numbers because weight loss and becoming debt free and taking care of your mind, body, soul is all a numbers game. Even if we think of it from the big picture of time, you know, we have 24 hours in a day. We're trying to get so much done, prioritize what's important, such as ourselves, so we can then get everything else done. Today, as we go through uh, this episode, I'm going to specifically lean in towards weight loss. And there's a reason for that. Many of us are looking for physical changes to our body. Um, the best way to get physical changes to your body is to lose weight and to be mindfully doing movement and watching nutrition that comes in. And we're going to break down what that can look like for you today, but go ahead and insert time and finances and energy as part of your expectations when it comes to knowing your numbers. And even when we do our taxes at the end of the year and we wonder where it all went, right? Although we're focusing on weight loss today, you can still apply this to different areas of your life. So are you ready to get started? We're going to jump right in. I just came into the other room as we were chatting for a second so I could go over my particular calendar. And this is what motivated the conversation today. This particular dialogue is last week I was sitting down reminiscing about all of the activity that I had done during the week to realize that I still had not burned or released one pound of fat. So I'm going to walk you through what I did, share with you a little bit about what it looked like and how it can be different, but how it needs to be both a mental activity and a nutrition activity. So let's, first of all, first things first, we are fasting right now. We're trying to go 12 hours without eating. Typically it's 10 o'clock at night to 10 o'clock in the morning. Not that we don't, not that we eat until 10 o'clock at night. However, um, we want to have a little bit of grace there. So sometimes it's closer to 13, 14 hours, just in case the day, um, just in case we have that opportunity. So we're aiming from 10 to 10 and my, uh, Tony and I are doing this together, um, we all have different variances, but at the end of the day, we are trying to keep each other accountable and on track. So that's one thing you need to know is that we are fasting a little bit as well. Another thing that is important to know, and this is a factor to consider for anybody that um, is trying to exercise outdoors. I have asthma. You wouldn't know this. I don't, I mean, I talk about it, but I don't really, it's not a problem for me. I've built it into my life, um, but I do have asthma. So knowing that I have asthma means I have to be a little bit more mindful as to the temperatures outside. I cannot be running when it's 30 degrees outside. I simply can't. It is not something I can do. And if it's humid, um, that has a major impact. I just feel like ripping off all my clothes. <laughs> I so do. So knowing that we're fasting, knowing that I have asthma and it has been really, really warm this summer and that this episode is airing July 11th, 2022. So keeping all of that in mind, I'm going to share with you some of my exercises that I did. Actually, all of my exercises that I did in a week. And this is the same conversation I have with my clients. However, I'm sharing with you 
what I've personally done because I think I know that there is a lot of respect that comes from when a coach leads by example. I, I think that's pivotal. That's why some of my favorite coaches, Mel Robbins, Rachel Hollis, are just as vulnerable as I am because they are leading by example. So anyways, back to it's a numbers game. You ready? So last Monday, I went for a run. I went for a run and I came back and I took the dogs for a walk. 2K a day is what I'm aiming on. I'm not doing it every single day. But when I go out, it is um, it is ever changing. Like that is my goal. So I've come up with a really good routine. So Monday, I went for a run and then I came back and I walked the dogs. Tuesday, I did yoga and I did not walk the dogs because I think the weather wasn't good, if I recall. And I did not go for a bike ride on Tuesday. So Monday, um, a walk and a run. Tuesday, yoga. Wednesday, a run, a walk. And I must have... Oh, and I did a personal training session with a client, which is high intensity boot camp outside. So morning run, followed up by a morning walk. And then my client was in the afternoon around four o'clock. Thursday, I did yoga and then I met my girlfriend for a bike ride and we, I did take the dogs for a walk before I took, I went for the bike ride. And then on Friday, I just took the dogs for a walk. So let me go over this again. Monday and Wednesday, I did a 2K run, right? Then I followed that up with a 2K walk with the dog. So about 40 minutes because they're slow and want to sniff. So Monday and Wednesday and Thursday and I did a 2K walk. Friday, I went a lot longer with the dogs. Wednesday, sorry, Tuesday and Thursday, I did yoga. And Thursday, I went for a bike ride with my girlfriend. And Wednesday, I did an afternoon um, boot camp session with a client. That's quite a bit of exercise, isn't it? It's quite a bit of movement. That's quite a way of moving your body first thing in the morning while fasting, knowing that you know, it's all going to come off me at one point, but I'm also burning fat because I'm fasting, right? And I'm working out before I am eating. So keeping that in mind, I work out for about an hour and a half, two hours in the mornings. Then whether it, whether it's low intensity like yoga, which we're going to talk about, or it's higher intensity like running, or it's just a combination of both. We're going to get there today. We're going to go over that. Putting all of those numbers together, including my daily steps, guys, here's where it's a numbers game. I was closer to 3,100 steps, activity, movement. My watch calculated all up. I was still not to the point where I had burned one pound. So to burn one pound, it's 3,500 calories. And I was at 3,100 calories with all of that activity in mind. So four days of, five days of activity in movement, different movement. So some of it was to relieve stress. Some of it was to stretch out my body. Some of it was for the dogs, but I was still moving my body. And some of it was for myself and some time with a girlfriend. So with that amount of activity, that still was not enough to burn one pound of fat. So one pound of fat is 3,500 calories. Keep that in mind when you're eating throughout the day and when you hear the activity level I did. So this morning, for instance, I went for a run, but I upped it to 3K and then I took the dogs for a nice little walk and then I showered and got ready. Still haven't eaten, eaten anything yet. You want to be mindful 
of the food you're putting in the body and the activity that you're producing in order to have a deficit. Without a deficit, you are not going to lose any weight. So my goal this week, my personal goal this week is to bring it so my activity level is at least knocking off one pound, right? That's going to help me progress. Otherwise, this is going to help me maintain unless I'm really, really good in the kitchen. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, but here's where it's a numbers game, my friends. You want to be mindful of the calories you're expending through activity and you want to be mindful of the calories you're ingesting in terms of food. Now, we're not going to sit here and break down the macronutrients and the value of a calorie. Not today. Today, we're just talking about pure numbers. So we're going to talk about calories because in both cases, we can use calories in terms of what we're burning for activity and what we're um, ingesting in terms of food. You're going to want to be mindful of that. There are many different factors, but when you can up your activity to the part where, first of all, it's second nature, which it is for me. I have enough variety in my day right now to keep it, the momentum there and to keep my body from burning out and to keep my body nice and stretched and flexible and able to move. That's why I do the yoga. The yoga is for a different purpose and we're going to talk about that right now. So whether you want to lose weight for a special occasion, you simply want to improve your health, weight loss is a common goal for most of us. But in order to set realistic expectations, you want to know where you're at in terms of physical movement, in terms of what you're bringing into your body for food, in terms of where you're going and what your weights, your numbers are on the scale. You only need to take this once. Um, I don't want you checking on the scale every single day or three or four times a week. That's not what this is about right now, but you kind of need to have an idea where you're at because the impact of losing weight is huge. Essentially, weight loss occurs when you consistently consume fewer calories than what you burn each day. Remember, we're looking at 3,500 calories in order to burn one pound of fat. Last week with that activity base, I was at 3,100 calories. Not quite enough. So I can control what I'm eating in the kitchen, and that's still going to have an impact. But if there are days or times during the week where I'm not able to focus as much for whatever reason, and we're all there at different stages, we all have those ups and downs and peaks and valleys within our days and within our weeks. When that's the case, it's nice to know that there's at least one pound being burnt off by physical movement from where I'm coming from. Any food or beverage, ha! Any food or beverage that you consume has calories and that's going to count towards your calorie intake overall for the day. So that being said, the number of calories you burn each day, which is known, we're going to call them as calories, but it's also known as energy it can be a little bit more complicated than calories in, calories out. So there's three different types of components that I want you to think about when it comes to calorie expenditure. There's your resting metabolic rate, and that means this is the number of calories that your body needs to maintain normal bodily functions such as breathing, pumping blood, etc. There's the thermic effect of food. And this is the way food digests, absorbs, and how it metabolizes in your system. 
And then there's a the thermic effect of activity. And these are the calories that you use during exercise. This can also include non-exercise activity movement, which is NEAT. It's called NEAT, N-E-A-T. And that is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And this accounts for the calories used for activities like yard work and fidgeting because it takes calories for that. The number of calories you consume consume a day, not concern, consume. This is where having coffee a little bit sooner would be helpful, but I'm not quite ready for that yet. If the number of calories you consume equals the number of calories you burn, you maintain your body weight. But if you want to lose weight, you must create a negative calorie balance by consuming fewer calories than what you burn or you need to increase your activity. So remember what I said last week, I didn't quite burn enough calories to lose one pound just on that side. Weight loss occurs when you consistently consume fewer calories than what you burn each day. But there are other other factors that impact your weight loss. Before we go into the other factors, I want to explain to you um, a breakdown of 3,500 calories. Remember today, we're just talking calories. We're not talking macros. We're not talking anything else. We're simply talking calories so we can quickly convert what's going in and what's going out of our body. And so we can quickly understand that calories is a metric used in multiple different ways when it comes to the numbers. 3,500 calories divided by seven. There are seven days in a week. That's 500 calories a day, right? We're we're still with me on this math. So if we take 500 calories a day, we could move our body 250 calories a day, and we can eat 250 calories less a day, and that's going to get us that $500, that $500, that 500 calorie expenditure that we are looking for every single day, right? If we're looking to lose a pound, we're looking to have a calorie expenditure of 500 calories a day. And we can do that by one of three things. Eat less, move more, or do both. You pick. I just shared with you how moving more doesn't necessarily cut it, but you pick what you want to do. 500 calories a day over the course of seven days is what you're looking at. And you either need to move your body, those 500 calories, you need to consume 500 calories less, or you do a combination of both. But there are some factors that I want you to consider. Your gender is a factor. Your fat to muscle ratio generally affects your ability to lose weight, which is why you want to be doing activities such as bodybuilding of some sort or strength training of some sort throughout the week because the more muscle you build, the quicker it is to lose fat. Your muscle is actually working depending on the type of cardio or type of workout that you're doing, such as HIIT training, which I like to do. You're, you're actually releasing. Your muscles are stimulated and you're burning a lot more over the next 24 to 48 hours versus any other kind of activity, which is why I like it. But because women typically have a greater fat to muscle ratio than men, they have a 5 to 10% lower, what's called RMR, resting, ah, I said it again, resting metabolic rate. That's what it's called. So because women typically have a fatter 
or a fatter ratio, a bigger ratio. I said that completely wrong. A greater fat to muscle ratio. We have more fat on our bodies than men do. And that means our resting metab- metabolic rate is actually lower, even for the same height, by 5 to 10%. What this means is women generally burn 5 to 10% fewer calories than men do at rest, which means men can typically lose weight quicker than women. Yet, while men tend to lose weight quicker than women, we actually stay more consistent on that once it comes to a program and a process. We consistently stick with it. Age. One of the main bodily changes that occurs while aging is the alterations in our body composition. Fat mass increases and muscle mass decreases as we age. So this change, along with other factors, like the declining needs of your caloric intake in order to make your major organs run, have a contribution to the RMR factor. Again, the resting metabolic rate. And this is important because this is going to make it seem like it is harder to lose weight when you're older. This is where you want to do something a little bit differently. But keeping in mind that this is going to have another age, it's going to have another factor, another decrease on your resting metabolic rate. And that is going to decrease everything by 20 to 25% in terms of your goals. So first of all, we said that sex makes a difference by 5 to 10%. And now age makes a difference between 20 and 25%. That is huge versus where you are now versus where you're going to be in 20 years. Or, other way around, where you were 20 years ago versus where you are now. So a starting point. Let's figure out a starting point. Your initial body mass and composition may also affect how quickly you can expect to lose weight. Because it is important to understand the different absolute weight loss in pounds can correspond to the same relative percentage weight loss in different individuals. So weight loss for your body fat percentage and a weight loss in pounds is going to be completely different depending on who you are, what you look like, and your body composition, whether you're male or female, and your age. Weight loss is a complex process. It's all about the numbers, my friends. And you really want to be working with a coach to help you break down those numbers and see what's good for you. Because It's not as simple as using your BMI, which is something I don't talk about very often, your body mass index. That is simply a scale between height and weight, and it is a factor to put you into a group. It does not include muscles, muscle mass. It does not include whether you're pregnant or not. It does not include a lot of factors. But you definitely want to find a starting point with where you're at right now in order to get going. You need to hop on the scale, find out where you're at. Then from there, we can come up with a plan to help you figure out where you want to be. Because although a heavier person may lose double the amount of weight than a person with less weight, they're going to lose about the same amount of percentage of body fat. And that is an interesting way of looking at it. So if you do have more than 20 pounds to lose, you definitely want to be working with an accountability coach to help you course correct and make changes as you grow. And when I mean grow, I mean grow into the next best version of yourself. I don't mean grow in terms of calories. Um, Calorie deficit. We talked about this earlier. We touched on this. 
you must create a negative calorie deficit if you want to lose weight. And that's going to have an impact on whether you're fasting, how much you're sleeping, which we're going to get to, and everything else that you do in your day. But you can't create a calorie deficit until you have an idea of how much you are actually eating. So you don't want to be creating a huge deficit. You can't start there because your body will go into starvation mode. You need to start by figuring out where you're at right now, simply tracking a couple days of food and then reach out to me and I'll help you. No, well, yes, but start by tracking your food on a daily basis just to get an idea of where you're at and what you're currently doing. And then we will find a way of consuming 500 calories less a day. And I can help you do that. There are other nutritionalists and naturopaths and coaches that can help you do that. Um, But if you go too drastic, so if you just use a program and hop on a system, it will be unsustainable and it's going to put you at risk for nutrient deficiencies. And on top of that is you're likely going to lose more weight in form of muscle mass rather than fat mass. And there is a difference. We're not going through all of that today. But remember, when it comes to a calorie deficit, you want there to be one. You want to think about the three basics. Do more movement, eat less food, or do both, just like any kind of change that you want. But the calorie deficit needs to be slow and steady. Sleep. Sleep tends to be an overlooked yet crucial component of weight loss. Chronic sleep can significantly hinder weight loss at the speed in which you shed pounds. Just one night of sleep deprivation, oh my words today, one night of sleep deprivation has been shown to increase your desire for high-calorie, nutrient-poor foods, such as cookies, cake, sugar, beverages, and chips. And that's because temptation is at its highest when you don't sleep. We can talk about this one um, all the time. I can go into a whole podcast about sleep. But those who slept 5.5 hours lost 55% less body fat and 60% more lean body mass than those who slept eight hours per night. Okay, so you need to figure out what works best for you in terms of the 5.5 to 8.5 hours per night. Chronic sleep deprivation is a long, longly linked to type two diabetes, obesity, heart disease, and other cancers. Other factors you wanna think about which will have an impact on weight loss. Any medications that you're on, antidepressants, antipsychotics, they can promote weight gain or hinder weight loss. Medical conditions, illnesses such as depression, hypothyroidism, a condition in which your thyroid gland produces too many regulated hormones in order for you to slow down your weight loss and encourage weight gain. Family history and genes, they do play a part in this. And uh, there's a well-established genetic component associated with people who have overweight or obesity, and this may impact their weight loss. Yo-yo dieting, we know that consistency is key. So when it comes to yo-yo dieting, the pattern of losing and regaining weight can make weight loss increasingly difficult with each attempt because your resting metabolic, metabolic rate has an impact here. So let me summarize this for you. Age, gender, sleep are just few of the many factors that affect weight loss. Some others include 
medical conditions, your genetics, and the use of certain medications. So the best way to do weight loss, honestly, is to learn who you are. You need to figure out what works for you, what will be a healthy calorie reduced eating pattern for you. You're definitely going to eliminate high processed foods and incorporate more healthy whole foods such as vegetables, fruits, whole grains, healthy fats, and proteins. And that's going to help you have the energy to continue to move your body so you can have a calorie deficit when it comes to movement. Weight loss is not easy. And regardless of your goals, choosing a diet or a pattern or a routine, you want it to be based on your individual preferences and health status. Otherwise, there's going to be major side effects. Headaches, irritability, fatigue, constipation, hair loss, menstrual irregularities. Most important though is muscle loss, which you don't want. You don't want to lose any of the muscle that you've tried so hard to work. Losing weight too quickly can lead to problems like gallstones, muscle loss, and extreme fatigue. So experts recommend a moderate weight loss of one to three pounds a week, or about 1% of your body weight. And my friends, once you get to 10% loss, there is a big difference on all of you. The bottom line is weight loss occurs when you eat fewer calories than you burn. So we're going to want to think of a couple things. Move more, eat less do both. There are many factors that affect your weight loss, including your gender, your age, your starting weight, your sleep, and the extent of your calorie deficit. But we really only want to try to lose one to two pounds a week. You know, your body is completely different than mine, completely different, but some things are the same. Counting calories, focusing on nutrition, foods that make you feel good, avoid bloating. We had pasta last night for dinner. We have not had pasta in weeks and I wish we didn't have pasta last night for dinner. It didn't serve me, but that's okay because next time I can have a nice green salad ready to go. Focus on a balanced diet with lean protein, lots of fresh vegetables, whole unprocessed carbohydrates, fruit sources, and a small amount of unsaturated fats. Of course, there are better choices than others, but start where you can. Aim for a mix of exercise. Now, I wanted to share with you why I do yoga when I'm trying to lose weight. It's huge. Yoga helps to stretch out your body. It keeps your body flexible. And more importantly, it slows you down. When you slow down, you stress less. When you stress less, you release the cortisone. Cortisone is a hormone that keeps you, is one of the hormones that helps keep you safe. So don't become a slave to cardio. Make sure your exercise includes resistant training, um, either body weight or actual weights, cardio, and lots of stretching. Stretching is part of the yoga for me. Working different muscle groups keeps your body guessing and keeps your metabolism going, even when your workout is over. So you want to aim between 30 and 90 minutes of exercise a day and take at least one full day off. This is critical. Sometimes it's two for me during the week where it'll look different. It'll be a longer walk with the dogs and that's it. Honestly, guys, you're going to want to hire help. Bring in an accountability coach like myself who has the resources. I am a personal trainer. I am a healthy eating and weight loss coach. I am a certified NLP life coach. I can help you with the 
mindset, with the meals, with the movement, all together. And if your budget doesn't allow this, go through and listen to some of the podcasts, do some of the assessments, pay attention to some of the stuff I post, or you can go to a different coach and see if they have different services. But if this is important to you and losing weight, being mindful of what we eat and where we're at and getting in control of that is just one way of knowing your numbers. This is discipline. And this discipline will help you have a better future. It'll have you have a future where you can move your body, where you can control what goes in your body. It's going to keep you out of a nursing home, out of a retirement home. It's going to help you take care of you so much longer. Find some of the best 15-minute workouts online. Go ahead. Try it. See what you can do. Mix things up. Get your sleep in. You want a full seven to nine hours of sleep will actually help you lose weight. Because when your body is sleep deprived, your metabolism slows down and the hormones that control your hunger increase, making you want to eat more food. Technology is a great tool to help you lose weight. Um, You can install some calorie counting apps. You can install some timers on here. You can listen to your music. You can listen to these podcasts. So use technology. You can find different friends and connect with them. Drink water. The more water, the better. Replace any unhealthy beverages such as sugary drinks or soda with water. Water will keep your metabolism running, flush out the toxins, and prevent your body from dehydration. Because once you're dehydrated, it comes out as hunger. And whenever you're thirsty, that's too late. You're already dehydrated at that point. The bottom line, the key to successfully losing weight is remembering that slow and steady weight loss is better for your body than a drastic change. If you're following healthy tips and habits, you should minimize your water weight loss while maximizing your fat weight loss. So what that means is eventually you'll start to burn more fat and stop burning the water weight. Even as early as in the first week, you will notice a big difference. But remember to keep focused on the big picture. Your big picture is not to lose as much weight as possible, as quick as possible. Your big picture is to find a routine that you can stay consistent with and find ways of substituting an activity so you've got a backup plan when the seasons change or the weather changes or it's pouring rain out. If you don't notice a difference at first, keep going. That's my biggest takeaway. Keep going with the healthy eating habits, with your healthy movement. Everyone loses weight differently. If you have an off day, don't give up. This is where having an accountability coach in your back pocket makes a big difference because I will ask you what you're doing. Progress is made over time and it is not derailed by one last minute ice cream splurge. I promise you that. My friends, I am here to help you live your best life. I am here to help you keep your promises to yourself, taking your life from unbearable to unstoppable as you design your life your way. So if you're ready to take action, go ahead and click my link tree. The link will be on here. Um, You can find it on any of my social platforms as well. Do the nutrition assessment. And while you're in there, go ahead and sign up for the free Essentially You workshop. This is going to teach you so much more about who you are, why you do the things you do, how to step into your conscious mind versus staying in your subconscious and how to shine your bright light, real bright. So you will attract everything that you are looking for. Make it a fantastic day, my friends, and we'll see you next week.